Hi, my name is Ben Armstrong. Hi, this is David Koch. My name is Thomas Maurer. Hi, I'm Donna Sarkari. Hi, my name is Lana Montgomery. Hi, I'm Seth Juarez. Hi, I'm Aaron Thomas. I'm Jess Dodson. Hi, I'm Rocky Heckman. Hi, I'm Sonia Cuff. Hi, I'm Troy Hunt. Hello, this is Wally Mead. My name is Reed Purvis. Hi, I'm Lars Kling. Hi, my name is Alan Birchall. Hi, I'm Adam Fowler. Hi, I'm Scott Guthrie, and you're listening to the Need to Know Podcast. All the latest Microsoft Cloud news, as well as industry guest deep dive conversations. It's a Need to Know Podcast. All thanks to the CIA Ops patron community. The Need to Know Podcast. Catch us on Twitter and Facebook, N2K Podcast, and online at ciaops.podbean.com. Hello and welcome to the Need to Know Podcast. This is episode 316 and we are in March 2024. I'd like to take the opportunity, as always, to thank you very much for joining me for this episode for news and updates around Microsoft Cloud with a particular focus on what's relevant for SMB. Uh, you can reach out to me at Director CIA on X. You can also send me an email, director at ciaops.com. Best place to keep up to date with everything that's changing is my blog, blog.ciaops.com. I have a YouTube channel. I also encourage people who are interested in getting more information on a regular basis to join my team's share channel. Again, I'll put a link in the show notes for you to go and have a look, but you can search my blog for join my shared channel. And again, thank you very much to the people that have supported me and continue to support me to allow me to put out uh, this sort of material, especially the CIA Ops patrons. Uh, really, really appreciate that. And again, thank you very much for that support and allowing me to continue to create content that can be utilised by all. Now, obviously, I have um, a update coming with uh, TechWorks. So TechWorks is my face-to-face -face training. That'll be in Melbourne uh, on the 15th of March. So if you are interested in that, again, I'll put a link in the show notes for you to go and have a look at. And also do regular uh, monthly webinar with everything that is up to date or what's happening with Microsoft and the cloud. So again, watch out for that in my blog, typically towards the end of the month. Now, what's been happening in Microsoft land? Well, in Microsoft land of late, there has been uh, a co-pilot for Microsoft 365 Tech Accelerator. Again, all the links for this will be in the show notes, so you can go in and uh, have a look at that. But there is uh, a number of training options there, particularly uh, many of them are focused on SMB. Uh, I'll put all the links to the videos which have ended up on uh, YouTube up for you to go and have a look at now. The training in those little uh, episodes are probably 20 to 30 minutes. So if you watch them at double speed, you can get through them pretty quickly. Uh, there's not a huge amount of, I would say, really in-depth technical material, but I think it is worth watching uh, to give you that overview. A lot of the Copilot stuff largely is set and forget. Generally, there are some compliance uh, options and whatever, but uh, again, you know, if you want to keep up to speed, if you want to uh, keep aligned with what Microsoft's doing and understand their approach to, you know, generative AI, then I would suggest you go, go through all these videos. Now, there are a, quite a number of these and they'll all be linked in the show notes. So my advice as always is to pick the ones that you think are most relevant for you, start with those, work through those. And then if you don't get to the less important ones, well, then there's not a huge amount of loss there, but there are, you know, probably 
um, you know, a dozen at least, you know, getting towards two dozen um, videos to work through there. So certainly recommend that. I've worked through as many as I can, still working through some of the lower priority ones for me. Um, but again, a lot of learnings in there and certainly recommend that. But they are fairly short and sweet, so you can get through that material pretty quickly. Now, Copilot is now available for the Microsoft 365 mobile app. That's very handy. I must admit that I'm not a big mobile user for most of this stuff because my fingers are simply too fat. Um, the problem is, you know, using a small keyboard is a bit of a struggle, I find. So my preference is always a full-size keyboard. But, you know, if there is that need to go out and to use it on the run or when you don't have access to a full keyboard, then, look, it's there. It's great. It does work. Uh, but it's not something that I use particularly regularly. However, I see that there'd be more opportunity to use on something like an iPad, uh, again, which may be more comfortable for me to use. But anyway, the new or the Copilot is available for Microsoft 365 on the mobile app. Now, Microsoft also has um, you know, this thing called uh, Help Me, which is a bit of an interesting um, approach here. I'm not quite sure what they're trying to do or or aim to do with this uh, option here. So again, it's based on Copilot. Um, it, it's called this Help Me. Um, and the idea is you can create a web app that allows you to focus on you know, what to write with Microsoft app and Copilot does suggestions. So I'm a bit confused here as to exactly how it works. I've got a feeling looking at the article, which you can read for yourself, is it sort of a shortcut if you go into the Microsoft app and sort of say, look, I need to um, you know, create something and say, oh, well, a, um, you know, a slideshow is the best option or words are the best option or forms the best option here. Uh, so it's a bit of a, you know, like I said, a help guided help perhaps is probably the best way to think about it. But again, the link will be in the show notes for you to go and uh, have a look at. I think probably the most interesting thing that I see coming is this Copilot in OneDrive. Uh, again, a full article here you can go in and have a look at. Um, I would assume, again, that it will be, if you have Copilot, micro, Copilot for Microsoft 365 already in your environment, this is just going to be uh, automatically enabled. I think they're talking about the end of March for this to be uh, rolled out. So if you do have Copilot, watch out for this. I'm a bit, again, a bit puzzled here as to, okay, well, what's the real difference between Microsoft, Copilot for Microsoft 365 at the top level versus Copilot in OneDrive? Now, reading through the article here, um, it's obviously aimed at the data or the files that you have in your personal uh, OneDrive business. Um, there were some good demos here that the ability to create, you know, outlines, tables, FAQs from the content, I like that. Uh, I think that has a lot of use. We'll see the Copilot button in uh, OneDrive for Business appear in the top right-hand corner when you navigate to that on the web. Um, it's going to generate file summaries and help you write better content and all that sort of stuff, you know, quick summaries uh, and so on. Um, and it's just a bit interesting, but I think obviously the idea here is that in larger enterprises, the OneDrive for Business is where users have their own data, users have their own information. In SMB, largely that is in shared areas like Teams. So the impact of this in SMB, I'm not so sold on as yet, but need to get a hold of it, need to have a look at it. Now, I certainly do have stuff in OneDrive that I use regularly, but 
to my way of thinking, that's available in, in Copilot for Microsoft 365. So again, I like to understand the differences that um, you know, Copilot for OneDrive will bring to the, the table here. So again, waiting for that to come out. Shouldn't be too far along. Again, you'll see it if you have the normal Copilot uh, Copilot for Microsoft 365 license, you'll see a little Copilot button appear on OneDrive for Business in uh, the web version there. So watch out uh, for that. Now, another thing Microsoft has announced is the ability to do uh, multi-tenant inside Microsoft Defender XDR. So effectively, if you go into security.microsoft.com, go into the top right-hand corner of the uh, interface there, the GUI, and you should basically then see uh, a pull down which will allow you to select between <coughs> multiple uh, tenants so you can move between those quickly and easily. Now, the way that you connect those tenants together is you can use the normal partner tools like GDAP, but you can also use Azure B2B and a few other uh, options there. So it's not just restricted to GDAP. Um, and partner stuff, you can actually manage multiple tenants without necessarily having that. Uh, again, go in, have a look at that, and make sure the article uh, is in there for you to you know, go in and review and set up if you want. I've set it up, play with it. Um, it does what it says, uh, but it does give you that multi-tenant capabilities. And this kind of is the direction Microsoft seems to be taking. It's sort of adding these multi-tenant capabilities independent of GDAP, into most of its other um, areas. So most of its other consoles are beginning to get this multi-tenant capability. Uh, so watch out for that in Defender XDR. And again, security.microsoft.com, top right-hand corner, should allow you to um, select between multi-tenants. Don't forget, you'll have to set up the appropriate permissions and so on uh, to achieve that if you haven't already done that with uh, GDAP. So another one here from Microsoft is uh, the ability to prompt users for re-authentication on sensitive apps and high-risk actions with conditional access. So what's it, what this kind of means is that there's a new option in conditional access that you can go in and you can define what is a sensitive uh, action there. So you can say, look, you know, um, we're going to use um, you know, things like uh, privilege identity management or we're going to access this particular app and the idea is, is that using conditional access, we can determine uh, an item as a sensitive action and then we can force re-authentication. So no matter what you're doing, if you're already authenticated uh, and you go in and do one of these sensitive actions or activities, then the idea is you'll be forced to go through that, uh, act, that authentication again. And we also can control the frequency. So will it be periodic or will it be every time we use the application? So again, this is once again, I suppose, an indication of how important uh, conditional access is in the Microsoft security environment. Remember, we do get, <coughs> excuse me, conditional access with um, Microsoft 365 Business Premium. And that's probably the number one or probably the primary benefit of um, Microsoft Business Premium when it comes to the security features and the value of that that SKU. So again, watch out for that re-authentication for sensitive apps and high-risk actions. I put, again, the notes in the um, result of this podcast. You can go in and have a look at uh, that. Now, there is uh, what's called a skilling snack here, data security for IT pros. 
uh, put that in the link. That's a great little uh, article there on understanding, you know, I suppose uh, some of the different options around data security. So we've got things like Zero Trust. We've got uh, Security Copilot, which is not yet available. Hopefully won't be too far away. Uh, so again, there's a lot of um, resources in there for you to go and have a look at and skill up again on uh, the security side with the Microsoft uh, 365 um, environment. Now, there is also an option here about keeping track of object deletions in Enter ID. So this is very handy. One of the major attack vectors these days is OAuth or embedding OAuth apps into the Azure AD or into the Enter ID environment. So we want to be able to keep track of these, especially adding and removing. So the article here gives us a number of uh, queries that we can use in KQL, and it also gives us uh, the ability of PowerShell script here that we can use to uh, query all of this with the Graph API. So if you're worried or you're curious about looking about object deletions uh, in EntrID, this is probably the article for you to go and have a look at it. Now, without doubt, probably the, you know, I suppose the biggest misconception I see out there about Copilot is that, you know, it's your automated C3PO. It's doing everything for you. Um, it knows exactly what you want and you get a holiday um, because it's around to assist you. In essence, I would suggest that Copilot is more like a search engine on steroids, which means that you need to ask it the right question to get the right answer, garbage in, garbage out. So it's very much like search. Uh, if you put in poor, uh, poorly formed uh, search criteria or poorly formed prompts, as we talk about it in uh, the AI world, then again, you're not going to get the information out that you want. So a lot of the skill set now about getting the information you want, really leveraging Copilot and any sort of generative AI is about asking it the right questions. Now, this article here, again, focuses on um, Copilot for security, which again, hopefully won't be too far away. But I think that when that does become available, it's gonna be a must have, and it's really gonna be a game changer in the market. But it's still gonna be driven by asking it the right question, asking it good prompts, giving it you know uh, enough context to be able to help you deliver what you actually want. So I'd suggest you go in, have a look at this article. And if you are using Copilot in any you know, way, shape or form, remember that a little bit of investment in learning how to use it, learning the techniques, learning what's optimal will give you far better results. And Microsoft has a, you know, a range of resources around that to uh, basically you know, go in and learn how to do that better to get better results. And I'd strongly encourage you to uh, basically you know, invest that time because you'll get you know, much, much better results out there. So there are um, some other articles here, navigating NIS2 requirements with Microsoft Security Solutions. So again, some guides there, some step throughs if you are uh, interested in that. We've also got uh, identity detection, another video here on mechanics video, as you can hear in the background there. Uh, that's worthwhile watching about how you can manage or how you can look for identity threat detection uh, and response there that is largely aimed at those who still have on-prem uh, ad controllers and synchronizing to the cloud or whatever so if you do have that uh, microsoft you know, defender for identity is a really good uh, option now the other one i would suggest you have a look at is the microsoft defender experts ninja hub so if you haven't seen um, microsoft 
you know, does training around most of its security products under sort of this ninja um, ninja hub or this ninja concept. Uh, and this is a nice little summary of everything that's available. So in here it's got, you know, the videos, the articles, um, explainers, uh, all that sort of stuff that I recommend you go in and have a look at. And again, the link will be uh, in the show notes for you to go and take advantage of. Now, the last thing that I will call out here is the fact that um, Sentinel, Azure, Microsoft Sentinel, now has a new um, option to connect in more detail to the Power Platform. So the way that you'll find that is if you go into the Content Hub in uh, Sentinel and you do a search for the Power Platform, you'll find a solution uh, that you can add in and that'll give you a number of uh, data connectors to the various Power Platform items and will allow you to have queries, analytics, all that sort of stuff as well. So again, no cost in that, that's included uh, for free. So I can go into the Sentinel content, content Hub and look for the Power Platform uh, option or solution there, add it to your environment. You'll now be able to monitor your Power Platform for threats and also abuse there uh, as well, I would suggest. So again, good little option to uh, add in and have so with that, that's pretty much all I've got for you for this episode. And remember that you can reach out to me on the X at Director CIA. Also, you can do an email, director at ciaops.com. Encourage you to you know, let me know what you'd like to hear, what's good, anything that you found. Happy to um, share that as well out there. And always the best place to keep up with information from myself and what's happening in the Microsoft space is my blog, which you find at blog.ciaops.com. But with that, I thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Need to Know podcast. You have been listening to the Need to Know podcast from CIA Ops. For training on using technologies like SharePoint Online or Microsoft 365, visit www.ciaopsacademy.com. By purchasing from the selections available, you'll be directly supporting this podcast. To provide feedback on this episode, visit www.ciaops.com contact.